With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. We get our final five transfers of the season dropping tomorrow. So in this episode, we're going to be looking at the top teams and players to target till the end of the season. I'll also be giving you a quick team update to show you how my best teams are getting on. So we'll get started with my team updates. Timestamps are below if you want to skip ahead to the players to target. So this is my vlog team. Um, I've had a pretty good week to be fair. I've had 95 points for the game week um, and that's inside the top 100 for points this month as well. So again, another good uh, another good month and I've dropped in rank from 515 down to 435. Um, we're recording this just after the Man United Brighton game as well. So this is completely up to date. Uh, total points is on 2,373 for the season. And I'm completely out of transfers um, due to a lot of injuries and stuff that have gone on so far this month. So be glad to get the next five transfers uh, dropping tomorrow. Um, so I've got David Hare in goal who got me five points. He was unlucky tonight, uh, considered that late, late penalty, last minute of the game. Um, and ended up missing out on the rating. So just the five points from here. Honestly, I wasn't uh, expecting any clean sheets from Aston Villa and Brighton. So five points, I will take that. Um, Akanji, he got me five points. Um, he actually got a clean sheet in that West Ham game. He did start on the bench, um, but did come on to get the clean sheet points. In that Fulham game, it was another disappointing game where they conceded um, just the one goal. And it seemed like they'll never keep a clean sheet, Man City. But managed the five points for getting the clean sheet against West Ham. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's had a really good time. So he's got me 13 points this game week. I've uh, got the star man in that Fulham game. And Liverpool, another team that looked like they weren't going to keep any clean sheets. But... Finally kept one in that Fulham game, and he got me 13 points. John Stones, he's been really good. He got me 8 points. Uh, Bruno Fernandes with just the 11 points this game week, but still a pretty good return from him. Uh, managed just the rating in today's game. Bruno, um, Kevin De Bruyne, been a disappointing week for him. So after the Arsenal game, he picked up an injury. We're not too sure how that one's looking at the minute. So he had no appearances this week. Obviously, I was out of transfers, so I couldn't replace him. I don't think I would have anyway, because I think he should be back fairly soon. Pep's been a bit mysterious with his uh, his updates on the injury. The last update I saw is that De Bruyne is moving again. So good to hear, but not so sure when he'll be back. Not in a rush to get him out, though, because I, did, I saw a few of these... Um, Twitter rumour pages and stuff saying that he could be back for the Real Madrid game or he might even be back for the Leeds game. So I'm going to keep him in for now anyway. We had Mares, so he's had a bit of a um, an upturn lately. So he got his uh, hat-trick last week and he's managed 10 points this game week as well, which is pretty good. Um, he got an assist in that West Ham game. And then Bukayo Saka, he's been a little bit disappointing lately, a little bit off form, but he got me three points in that Chelsea game. Um, but up front, the big hitters are delivering. So I've got Salah up front. He got me 16 points. He's looking really good at the minute for Liverpool. Kane got me 8 points. And Haaland's got me 16 points, breaking every record known to man. So pretty good game week overall. And 
yeah i'm liking seeing my rank get smaller and smaller at the minute so hopefully i can keep pushing on saka he's the main person i'm going to be looking to move on from my team so just the three points but as you'll see when we go on in a minute he's only got four games left to play this season so i'm looking to move him on for someone like a a Grealish or maybe even a Foden, um, someone that plays more games because you'll we'll go on to see that Man City have got um, possibly up to nine games versus um, Arsenal's four games. So I'll be looking to move him on. Um, Salah and Kane, it's a similar situation. They only have four games left this season, um, Liverpool and Spurs. But they're different gravy, Salah and Kane. Um, really are delivering at the minute. Even with Kane playing for Spurs, when they're not playing that well, he's still getting the points. So I think I'm pretty happy to keep with this front three. And Saka's the only urgent change that I'm going to be looking to make. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, again, is in the same boat of only having the four fixtures. But he is getting those returns. So I'll move on to that and we'll come on to that in the next part. But the only other thing is David Heyer. Um May look a little bit better to move on to potentially an Edison. But... At the moment, I think I'm going to stick. So I don't think it's worth using a transfer to get my goalkeeper out for Edison. Bear in mind, Edison was actually dropped for that last game as well. So this is my second best team, and I've gone pretty city heavy in this one. So game week points was 83. Uh, total points is 2,290. And the rank is at 1.7k at the minute. So a bit far off that other team. I've got one transfer left in this one. Um, I'll run through the team, and then I'll show you how I'm going to use that last transfer before the deadline. Um, I'm filming this on Thursday so I can get that done before we get our Friday transfers. I've got Edison in goal who got me minus one. And annoyingly, Ortega was the keeper for that West Ham game. So Ortega was the one that picked up the clean sheet points, not Edison. Akanji actually did start on the bench, but he did come on for that clean sheet. So he got me five points. Diaz got me eight. Laporte, he's been really, really disappointing. So I brought Laporte in as the Ake replacement when Aki got injured. He then went on to play... Um, no games this week and Aki came back and scored a header in that game so overall that was a pretty crap transfer um, John Stone's got me eight points though he's been good Bruyner same story two matches didn't play injured at the moment Bruno Fernandes 11 points and then I've got Jack Grealish in this team so he got me 12 points he's been really good lately chipping along and the front three is exactly the same Salah, Kane and Haaland so with my one transfer that's going to be Laporte straight back out to Ake um hopefully Ake can stay fit I think he'll be favored for these bigger games coming up where this team is a little bit more behind than the other one as well um I've got really nothing to lose this team isn't in any mini leagues or anything like that I'm just playing this one for fun so I think I'm going to take a few gambles in this one I'm going to go pretty heavy on City I think so I'm going to take Bruno Fernandes out with my first transfer I think next uh well for their next game and I'm looking at either Foden or Mares for that one actually leaning towards Mares because I, th I think that Mares gets that Leeds game and I do think that for that Real Madrid fixture on that right hand side I think they'll go with Bernardo he seems to be the one that's trusted for these Champions League games so Mares against Leeds I think that should be a fairly good fixture to replace Bruno Fernandes then I'll wait for the lineups as well to come out just to check that Alvarez is playing I think I'm going to go a little bit more aggressive and try and bring Alvarez in for Kane I'm not too keen on that move for my main team. I 
still think Salah Kane Haaland is a really good front three to go with. But this, this team's at 1.7k now, and I think I have got to take a few chances if I'm going to make it rise up the rank. So I'm going to take Kane out for Alvarez, I think, with my other move, just as long as Alvarez is starting. And the reason for that one is um, Alvarez is playing instead of Kevin De Bruyne at the minute. So if Kevin De Bruyne isn't playing in that Leeds game, maybe Alvarez will come in. Um, and there's plenty of games for City this month as well. So Alvarez could potentially feature in, well nine games versus Kane's four so yeah it could be a good move for fixtures but Kane does play every minute of every game whereas Alves is a little bit more risky but that's how I'm going to play this team I think right coming on to the fixtures then so as always we've got the fixtures on screen from ffstuff.co.uk um, they have a really good fixture ticker here and this shows all of the teams you can move the little arrows between the dates but really from now it's just from May till the end of the season and it just shows you how many matches each team has left and um, so Man City are showing a seven um, actually that's going to be eight once the FA Cup final is there and then it could potentially be nine if Manchester City get past Real Madrid in that semi-final game so City are looking like the team that has a lot more fixtures than anyone else and it'll be even more if they do get past Real Madrid West Ham, so they have six fixtures um, and it could potentially be a seventh fixture if they get past AZ Alkmaar and then play in the final of the Europa League Conference. Uh, and then Man United, they're third for potential most fixtures. They have five fixtures currently uh, lined up on this, and but it will be six fixtures once that FA Cup final is added. So yeah, City, West Ham and Man United are looking like the teams with the most fixtures. Um, and actually Brighton as well. Brighton are down as having six as well. So they've got some pretty good fixtures there as well. So City, West Ham, Man United and Brighton are the teams potentially to target if you want to maximise them fixtures on Sun Dream Team. Um, I did put Newcastle down because Newcastle have five. I did put Chelsea down because they have five. But then I just realised that they're not that good. They're not that good anymore. So... Or for now, anyway, they're going to be back. But five fixtures for Chelsea, I still won't be targeting them. So I, I sort of scrapped them at the minute. Um, and then all of the other teams are on four fixtures from now until the end of the season. So you can obviously see it's a real, real big advantage to look at Man City, West Ham and Man United. And then potentially Brighton and Newcastle as well. So... Yeah, they're the main teams that we're going to be looking at. And I've highlighted him, uh, highlighted them here. So you can tick them on that FF Stuff website. I've ticked Manchester City, Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham Hotspur, Arsenal, West Ham, Brighton and Newcastle as the teams that I'm going to run through with you for this month. Obviously, there are picks from the other teams if you want to take some punts or some gambles, but they're not really teams that or players that I'm going to want to target. Right, so I've highlighted the teams that I think we should be targeting for May, or at least considering. And I'm going to go through these one by one, starting with Man City, because they have by far the most fixtures at the minute. And they're in ridiculous form as well. So we'll go to Man City to start with. So they have eight guaranteed games in May. Um, and they could have nine games if they beat Real Madrid so and get to that Champions League final. Um, obviously still on for the treble as well and they are looking very very good um, I'm not that happy about to be honest because I'm an Arsenal fan but 
what can you do to be fair so they have the most fixtures um and obviously i said some of the teams actually only have four fixtures like a liverpool and a spurs arsenal only have four fixtures so technically man city are going to play at least double the fixtures of those teams and even one extra if they do get through to that final um and in even in comparison to like man united man united um they could have two to three more fixtures than Man United. So Man City really are going to be the team to target this month. Um, and their next game is Leeds at home. And the last time Manchester City played Leeds at home, it ended in a 7-0 win for Manchester City. So probably isn't looking good for Leeds, apart from they have just signed a world-class manager in Sam Allardyce. He's up there, in his own words, with um, Pep, Klopp and Arteta so we'll see if the uh, Allardyce effect is in full force for that Leeds game um, I'm not so sure it will be um, but Kevin De Bruyne we're going to start with him because he's causing a little bit of trouble in our teams at the minute so obviously missed the last two games but he has been in really really good form before that um, like I said I've seen a few people on Twitter and stuff saying that they expect him to be back but nothing official um, I'm going to keep him in my team because I just think if he does come back, I'm going to want him straight away. So I don't want to waste one of my last five transfers, taking him out and maybe bringing him back in. So I'm going to keep him in there for now. Um, he did get 15 points um, in that Arsenal game. So he's a really, really good player to keep. Let me know in the comments below if you're going to sell him potentially if he's missing from that Leeds game. But I do think he'll back, be back at least by the Real Madrid game. Um, then Nathan Ake, I'm going to come on to him. So he's back and he come back with a goal and a 13-pointer. A clean sheet against West Ham. And the fixtures are looking pretty good for clean sheet. So hopefully City can start keeping some because they haven't been great. Um, the only clean sheets they have been keeping haven't even been in the Premier League. I think they got one against Sheffield United and they got one against Bayern, um, I believe. So yeah, it's a long, long time ago they got one in the Premier League, I think before this game um but looking at this city defense i still think they're going to be the ones to target so leeds at home real madrid at way is obviously going to be a tough one everton away real madrid at home chelsea at home it's not a bad fixture anymore brighton away and then man united in that um fa cup game actually on ff stuff they did miss out a fixture i think it caused some problems with the fa cup final getting added in there is a brentford at home game added in so leeds Real Madrid, Everton, Real Madrid again, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford and Man United. So a ton of games and they do look pretty good on paper still. So if you are targeting defenders, obviously City do uh, rotate quite a lot. So which ones would you want to go for? Um, Walker, Diaz, Ake and Stones started the last one. And Walker has actually been starting quite a lot recently. Um, Akanji is still a really good option. Um, I am starting to think, though, that Walker probably will play both those Real Madrid games, which means Angie could potentially play the easier fixtures, which still might work out OK. So the games that are either side of the Real Madrid games are Leeds, Everton and Chelsea. So if you've got a Kanji, they're looking like good fixtures, potentially. Um, if I had to rank these Man City defenders in order of who I think are the best to own at the minute i'd probably say probably say john stones first because he's getting attacking returns as well um he's playing more advanced in this uh new position that everyone seems to be doing now so john stones i'd say he's the best 
Um, I'd probably then say Ake, um, just because, again, he does seem to be quite a threat from corners. Then Ruben Diaz in third, which he's quite expensive to be ranked third, to be honest. So Stones, Aki, Diaz. And it's a bit of a toss-up between Akanji and Walker. I actually think Akanji... I actually think that Walker will be trusted for the bigger games. Akanji might get the games that lead to clean sheets. So it's a bit of a toss-up, really. But Stones, Ake, Diaz, Akanji, and then Walker, in my opinion. Just because Walker might get the Real Madrid games. And I think... They're obviously less likely to get clean sheets in that one. Then on to midfielders. And Man City have a lot of good options in midfield. If you do have a good budget and you've built a good budget up over the course of the season, I honestly do think this could potentially be the month to go all in on City midfielders if you can afford it. Um, obviously, wait and see what Kevin De Bruyne is like for his injury, whether or not he returns. But I've just brought up... Um, the graphic just from the Dream Team website, but I've also added in their goals and assists for the season. So Kevin De Bruyne has got nine goals and 26 assists for the season, um, and he's on 227 points. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it on there. Um, Riyad Mahrez, 15 goals and 10 assists for the season, 182 points. Then he's followed by Foden, who's got 14 goals and eight assists, 162 points. And then Jack Greedish at five goals and 12 assists, 140 points. So even though Jack Grealish has been one of the um, midfielders that sort of nailed on every week at the minute and having a really, really good time, he still is behind Mares and Foden who have been in and out of the team. And it just goes to show really how much those goals um, do impact things. Grealish is on 12 assists now, but 15 goals from Mares and 14 goals from Foden really have them quite up there uh, ahead of him so I think all four options are pretty good um, and I will be looking to potentially have four by the end of the season um, the only people that I think outside of these city midfielders that could be a real competition in May are Bruno Fernandes obviously he's a really good asset to have from Man United but they have a few less fixtures um, I was quite keen on Bowen, but they've had a little bit of a dip at the minute, uh, West Ham. And then maybe Matoma and March, but they haven't really been at it like they were early in the season. So we'll come on to Brighton in a minute, but I do think it's it's pretty boring. But Mares, Foden, Greedish, De Bruyne, they've got the most fixtures. They're probably the most, well, they've got the most attacking returns as well, a lot of them. So I do think that these are the best players to target really in May. I'll be looking to go all in on City, to be honest. Um, then someone that's a little bit more out there, um, seen him get a lot of love. I listened to the Dream Team Tonic podcast as well, um, and there was a lot of love for Alvarez on that podcast. So definitely check that out as well for your extra planning for May. Um, they had a really good transfer special out. Um, Alvarez, so with Kevin De Bruyne out of the team, um, Pep's really been um Bigging him up and praising him. And to right, really, he's a really great player. Uh, 14 goals, 6 assists. And it will be a big differential. But he's starting in that Kevin De Bruyne sort of role. Um, a little bit behind Haaland. Obviously, he, he is an attacker, really. Um, but with Kevin De Bruyne being out of the team, Alvarez has been in and he's been doing really well. I think he got 18 points uh, last game week. So he is a really, really good option. 14 goals, 6 assists for the season. I... Don't think I'll be doing it just because he's a striker and I've got Kane, Salah, Haaland. 
even though he does have more fixtures potentially than these guys, I just think Kane and Salah are nailed on. So they'll get 90 minutes for all four games. Um, Rashford's obviously another option as well. He'll have a few more fixtures. I'm just not quite sure. I'm in a position where I need to be gambling on Alvarez at the minute, but I do think he could be a better option a bit later, maybe after those Real Madrid games. They've got double game weeks the whole way through May. Um, but all I'm thinking is potentially if Kevin De Bruyne is back, um, Alvarez might get leads. I don't think he'll get Real Madrid. He might get a few minutes. Probably get Everton. But then I'm still not sure he'll get the Real Madrid fixture. Maybe if they're chasing, he might. Yeah, I, I at least those first four fixtures, I don't think he'll get many more minutes than a Salah and Kane, in my opinion. Um, I might be wrong if Kevin De Bruyne is ruled out completely. But I don't think I'll be doing it yet. But it is something to consider that, obviously, if they get past Real Madrid, or even before that, they're going to have a lot more games. So... He could be a punt if you're looking to do something a little bit different. Maybe if you're chasing in your mini league and someone else does have Kane Salah Haaland or Kane Rashford Haaland and you want to get someone completely different and you want to try and close the gap, maybe that's a gamble you want to take. But not not going to happen in my main team. But like I said, I might try it in my second team because there's not too much to play for in that one. Sorry, that was a long, long focus on Man City, but they have the most fixtures have the best players so it's only right we spend the most time on them um so next we will come on to manchester united um but before we do that if you're enjoying the video so far please do leave a like on it if you're watching on youtube and subscribe to the youtube channel if you're listening on a podcast platform please do leave us a follow on there as well it really does help out the channel um so man united um i actually wrote this slide before the brighton game and so obviously they just had a really, really disappointing defeat against Brighton where they conceded basically the last kick of the game. Um, I think of Luke Shaw giving away a penalty uh, and we kind of wasn't feeling very confident that David Hare would, keep, uh, would save that penalty after the FA Cup final antics. But um, Man United, so they've got six games left um, this season. That's five games plus the FA Cup final against Manchester City. And only Man City have more games. West Ham have the same amount of fixtures. Possibly one more if they do get through to the uh, Conference League final. Um, we're going to start with the Man, Man United defence then. So um, obviously they kept a few clean sheets that I didn't expect them to keep recently. So they had 120 minutes against Brighton in that final. And went to penalties. So obviously they ended up keeping the clean sheet there. And then... Against Villa as well, who've been scoring a ton of goals. They've got Ollie Watkins on fire. Um, they still managed to keep a clean sheet in that one. So that was damaging my rank, actually, out having quite a lot of Man City players myself. Um, yeah, and with Martinez and Varane being out, I really didn't think they would be keeping this many clean sheets. But yeah, they proved us wrong. And they were quite unlucky tonight not to keep a clean sheet as well. So I still wouldn't be against having Manchester City, uh, Manchester United defenders, even though I do have a lot of Manchester City. Um, there's a lot less rotation risk, I think, compared to City as well. So at the moment, they're playing David De Gea in goal, obviously. Uh, Wembasaka right back, Lindelof and Shaw at centre-back, and then Dallow at left-back. Sometimes Malassia might be in there, Delow might play right-back. But apart from that, that is pretty much how they line up most of the time. Um, David Haye. He's actually got the most clean sheets on Dream Team this season. So 23 
clean sheets in total. That's obviously all competitions with Dream Team. Um, and next up is Pope behind him with 17 and Edison with 16. So 23 clean sheets. He is well ahead of all the other goalkeepers. Um, and if you were considering moving David De Gea to Edison, um, you might just want to potentially just hold fire because Ortega started in goal in that last game and kept the clean sheet. So I think it probably was just a bit of rotation there to keep things fresh, but probably not worth moving yet. Then if you're liking the look of Manchester United uh, defenders, I'd probably say Luke Shaw is, although he did give away a penalty tonight, I do think he's by far the best option in that Manchester United defence. He's had 19-7 ratings out of 41 games this season, so a really good season for him to be honest, and he's looking pretty good at centre-back to be fair. I wasn't too sure when they started to do it um, earlier in the season, but he has impressed me really uh, these last few games playing at centre-back while Martinez and Varane are out. But personally, I still would go the City route just for the extra games. Then on to sort of the attackers and the midfielders. I still think Bruno Fernandes is a good option, which is why I'm going to maybe give him an extra week in my main team. He's got 11 goals and 14 assists this season, so still a really, really good season. Um, picks up the ratings more often than not, um, and it's likely that he does start all six games. So although City have between eight and nine games left. Choose a Mares, for example, over a Bruno. Mares might only play one of the two games each game week. Double game weeks the whole way through, but there's no guarantee that he starts every game. The same with Foden. Grealish seems to be getting more minutes than those other two. Um, but Bruno, you know he's going to pretty much play every minute of every game from this six. So that's one of the things that's still making me like the look of Bruno a little bit. Um, and he's also back playing at number 10 as well now. Um, obviously, did fill in a little bit and drop a little bit deeper. Um, they had that phase where Sabitza was kind of playing at 10. But when he's in that 10 position, he does look a lot more dangerous. And in his last five, he's got an average of 5.6 points per game. So Bruno's still a really top, top player. Um, and then this is an obvious one, Marcus Rashford. I took him out when he had his injury and I haven't brought him back in my teams yet. Um, just because Salah, Kane and Haaland has been working out pretty well for me. But he does have two more games than both of those players, uh, Kane and Salah, um, from now to the end of the season. So six games for Rashford, and he probably is going to play all six as well. I do think Salah and Kane will play every fixture, but four fixtures for Salah, four fixtures for Kane, versus six fixtures for Rashford. Um, something to weigh up. Didn't get anything tonight. I think he might have got the three points. Salah and Kane are in really, really good form. So Salah's got 16 points for the game week. Kane got eight. I don't think I updated this graphic, but I think Rashford got three off the top of my head. Um, but interestingly, Rashford, Salah, Kane, all on 5.5 average points per game. So it's really quite close between them. Uh, Rashford's on 287 leading. Um, Salah's on 251 and Kane is on 248 so there really isn't that much between them I'm not sure who I think will finish uh, the season with the most amount of points obviously Rashford's at the top now but if they all started on a level playing field I think it's going to be pretty close between them um, these fixtures are West Ham away Wolves at home Bournemouth away Chelsea at home Fulham at home and then Man City to end the season in that FA Cup final. So a bit of a mixed bag there for Man United. I expect Rashford will still pick up a load of goals. But 
who will score the most points from now to the end of the season? Rashford, Salah or Kane? Um, let us know in the comments below. I'm leaning towards Salah, personally. Uh, I just think Liverpool seem to be scoring a ton of goals at the moment. So even with more, more fixtures, just leaning towards Salah at the moment. Then on to West Ham, the Mighty Hammers. They didn't do Arsenal a favour against uh, Manchester City. But to be fair, they did put a really solid half in. Um, they've got six fixtures from now till the end of the season and a potential seven fixtures if they can beat AZ Alkmaar. Um, before I go on to that part, um, the bookies actually have West Ham as favourites to beat AZ Alkmaar and win the Europa League conference. So could we see a, Euro uh, a European trophy at West Ham? Um, three losses on the bounce though for West Ham, so it hasn't been good form-wise. They have played Liverpool, Palace and City conceding nine in three games so i'm going to say avoid defense in the last video i did say maybe we could look at zuma but zuma went off injured in that palace game and yeah i'm not going to go with their defenders anymore so i'll take that one back i'm sorry if you went there um attackers though so antonio he has actually started seven games in a row which surprised me because when they signed danny ings i did think that danny ings was going to be the main starter we know both of them have a few injury problems, but I thought they'd either do one game each um, or Ings probably would be the one that they wanted to start in most of the games. But no, Antonio started seven in a row um, and he's been pretty good recently. So he got a bit of a kick up the arse when Ings signed. Um, but there's much better forwards out there. So I wouldn't be bringing Antonio in, but he is someone to consider if you fancy a gamble. Um, Bowen, though, I think he's probably the best option or he is the best option really from West Ham. Um, he does have no returns in his last three. I mean, Liverpool and City are both really tough games. That Palace game was just all over the place. Um, and before those three, he did have six returns in a row before that Liverpool game with five assists and one goal. So we know he's capable of it. It's an exciting differential, but on those previous slides, I just think that I'd go for City midfielders before I'd go for Bowen. So the only way I'd go for Bowen at the minute is if I couldn't afford to have the City midfielders. So yeah, that's, that's how I see it. 11 goals, 9 assists for the season though. So he is a really good option still. Um, they face Man United at home next. AZ Alkmaar at home. Brentford away. AZ again. Leeds at home. And then Leicester away on the last game of the season. So... Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't see myself bringing in any West Ham players, but if I was going to take a punt, I think Bowen's a pretty good option. Then on to Liverpool, who are in really, really good form, actually. Um, and I'm a little bit disappointed they do just only have the four fixtures. Um, obviously, you've seen I've got Trent and Salah in my current team, and they're the main ones I'm going to pick out. So four fixtures, um, four winnable games as well. So Brentford at home, Leicester away, Villa at home, and Southampton away. Liverpool have five wins in a row and they're unbeaten in seven. Um, so really, really good form and they're just going for it um, from now to the end of the season, it looks like. Uh, I'm going to start things off with Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in that new sort of midfield inverted right-back role. He's got 11 assists for the season and two goals. And he has the second most ratings of any defender with 23-7 ratings. Um, Trippier is first with 29. Trippier did get a lot of those at the start of the season. And Trent's been in good form recently, while Trippier hasn't been in as good form. So 
In that last game, Trent did get the star man, so a 13-pointer against Fulham. Um, and that was a rare clean sheet for Liverpool, actually. Um, his last five average is 5.8, and he has six attacking returns in seven games. I've bought, if you're watching on YouTube, I've brought that up on the screen. And it's crazy, really. So he's scored three points, seven points, four points, five points. He blanked against Spurs, but he got 6.9 rating and an assist. So he was unlucky there. And then obviously that 13-pointer against Fulham. The ratings are all very high. And the fact that he's scoring these points when he conceded 2-1, 2-1 and three goals. Pretty ridiculous. And the one game where he didn't concede, he got a star man. So if Liverpool can keep clean sheets in any of these games to the end of the season, I do think he'll rank quite highly or rate quite highly. So although he does just have the four games, it's kind of weighing up whether or not I think Trent can do more in four games. City defender in sort of eight or nine fixtures. I've pulled up a few random examples of this and just to compare. So if Trent's averaging five points per game, we could sort of assume that in these last four games, he could get 20 points. If we took an Akanji, for example, um, he got 21 points from his last nine games. So it is really close between those two, for example. I'd probably go for Trent just because he has a higher upside. Um, but if you do compare that to Stones, in nine games, Stones has 33 points. Or a Ruben Diaz, because they're around the same sort of price point. Ruben Diaz has 15 points from his last nine games. As you can see, with Trent's uh, points per game, there is a very good chance that he could potentially score more points in four games than City defenders do in nine. But the only difference is that City haven't been keeping clean sheets recently. They can get a string of clean sheets in that nine games the points returned from these defenders will be a lot higher. So that's something to weigh up. So another question for you guys. Who do you think scores more points, for example? Trent Alexander-Arnold in four games or a City defender? Let's say Diaz. Um, Stones has been a bit of an outlier with these attacking returns. So let's say Trent versus Diaz, for example. Who do you think scores more points? Trent in the four fixtures or Diaz in the nine? Let us know in the comments below. Um, we'll move on to Salah. Um, oh, and I'll round that off by saying I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep Trent. Um, I don't want to don't want to influence you in any way, but I think I'm going to at least keep him for the next couple of games. On to Salah. So Salah in his last five, he has seven point four points per game, five goals in his last five games as well. So Salah's really hit form. They have had these uh, home fixtures where Salah does seem to pick up most of his points. Um, and he's, he's finding a way to put penalties in now as well. So yeah, he stops skying the penalties. Um, he looks like a really good option. The only thing is that Rashford does have the extra two games. So that's something that's playing in the back of my mind. I do think Salah is a really, really good pick. And if you do have Salah in your team at the minute, you wouldn't be in any rush to take Salah out, to be fair. So they face Brentford at home, Leicester away, Villa at home, and Southampton away. So pretty good fixtures. And they're in really, really good form. Got no rotation risk from Salah, so I think I'll be keeping on to Salah just for a little while longer. And in terms of other options, you have got Jota, you have got Gakpo, you have got Darwin, you've got who's Diaz, who's back as well now, who's been playing quite well. But if you're looking at these more budget options, 
in that case, I would go for an Alvarez up front. Then on to Brighton. So six games remaining for Brighton. And again, I, I did the slide before the Brighton Man United game. That might be a little bit wrong. Um, so six games remaining for Brighton. Um, and they beat Manchester United today with the last kick of the game, a penalty from McAllister. Um, they've got some tough fixtures, actually. So they've got Everton at home, which is an OK game on paper. Arsenal away, Newcastle away look like two tough ones. Southampton at home, Man City at home, and then Villa away. I do think that the uh, Brighton midfielders that we were also keen on earlier in the season have gone a little bit off the boil. Uh, we're starting to see a bit of rotation as well in this busy period of fixtures. Um, March and Matoma have both been uh, rested for one game at least this week. They did come off the bench, but they didn't start both fixtures. And they've had uh, Enciso and Buonanate starting games as well in their place. So they are trying a, a few different things. Uh, Matoma's gone six matches without an attack in return. He's been probably my favourite Brighton midfielder so far of the season. Uh, Solly March, um, he's had two assists in his last six. And then McAllister ha had put down that he had no returns in his last six. But he turned that around today. Um, he got the winning penalty of the game. And I think he clinched the star man award. I'll just double check. Yep, 13 points for McAllister uh, for slotting away a 99th minute penalty against Man United. So he's redeemed himself. He's not on the zero returns list. Um, but overall, I do think that Brighton have gone a little bit off the boil. They've been performing really, really well, of course. Uh, but I just don't think I'll be as keen as I was to get their midfielders in. If you have got them, though, you could still hang on to them. I don't think it's any rush because they do have a lot of fixtures still compared to other teams. I just don't think I'll be specifically bringing them in um, instead of a Man City midfielder, in my opinion. Then we have my team, Arsenal. So just the four fixtures remaining for Arsenal. Um, the next two games are going to be especially difficult. So Newcastle away, not looking forward to that one. And then Brighton at home. Brighton have been brilliant. So two really hard fixtures, followed by Forest away, who are probably going to be fighting for their lives. And then Wolves at home. So yeah, I, first two fixtures look pretty bad. The second two look okay. Um, but it's been a really good season for for Arsenal and for Arsenal assets on Dream Team. But I think it's probably time to move on from them. So defensively, we've been an absolute shambles recently uh, with Rob Holding coming in. We've had the uh, Tommy Asu injury and the Saliba injury. Not been good since then. And now it looked like there's not been anything official, I don't think. But it looked like Gabriel picked up an injury in the last game as well. So. Tivior and Holding, maybe starting as a centre-back pairing for Brighton and Newcastle. A thing of nightmares, to be fair. So if you've got the defenders from Arsenal, I would be moving them out as a priority um, in May. Midfield-wise and striker-wise, I still think there are some good options. And if you've got a lot of other fires to put out in your team... You don't want to be using all of your transfers straight off the bat. So you've got a lot of problems with your team. I would hang on to maybe one of these attackers or midfielders. I do think there are better options. If you've got other priorities, I still think it's okay to maybe hang on to one or two. Uh, more likely one. Um, but Erdegaard, he's been on really good form at the minute. So 18 points against Chelsea. 
two really good goals and I know it's, it feels like it's sort of gone under the radar but 14 goals and seven assists for Erdegaard this season just seems like a really really good return and one that I wasn't really expecting thought he might hit double figures but 14 goals is a really impressive feat from him and he's someone that's been fairly cheap throughout the year as well so I expect him to be a lot more expensive next year Saka has only had uh, one goal and one assist in his last six and I think that he's looking a little bit tired at the minute. Um, I wouldn't be targeting him. Um, as you've seen, I've got him in my main team and I'll be looking to move him on. But again, if you've got a lot of other problems to sort, um, like if you had an Arsenal defender and Arsenal midfielders, I'd be getting the defenders out much, much quicker than I'd be getting Saka out. Um, but if you've got plenty of transfers um, and not that many problems to solve, he would be someone I'd be getting out. Uh, Martinelli. 15 goals, 6 assists. He has had a really, really good season. Um, and he's been pretty good of late as well. But he has got that rotation risk with Trossard. And with just 4 fixtures left for the season, I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in. And I'd be leaning towards taking him out. Same for Gabriel Jesus. and He has been really, really good since he's been back. 5 goals in 6 games. It would be a really good differential again. Maybe if you want to do something different. If your mini-league rivals have got... Kane, uh, Kane Salah Haaland and you want to go a bit different maybe Gabriel Jesus is an option but just those four fixtures are so off-putting at the minute so my general advice would be just if you have to ha live with having like one of these four players Erdegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus not the end of the world but I would be looking to get them out really in my opinion then the last two teams I'm going to mention I've just done the best of the rest slide I'm going to mention Newcastle because they do have an extra game over most teams. They have five games left till the end of the season. They have Arsenal at home, Leeds away, Brighton at home, Leicester at home and Chelsea away. So three home games in that run and Newcastle have been a real force at home. So and they're starting to, they've gone full circle now. So they started off the season by being ridiculously solid, keeping a ton of clean sheets. Um, if you're on the Newcastle block earlier in the season, you'll know all about that. But they've gone full circle and now they're scoring a ton of goals um, and letting in at least one every game, which is a bit disappointing. Um, no clean sheets in their last six, but they are banging in the goals. So Wilson, I'm going to start with him. And Isaac and Wilson have both been really, really good. Um, but Wilson's probably pulled ahead a little bit now. So he's got um, well, two 18-pointers in a row, which is ridiculous. So if you took a punt on him... Uh, let us know in the comments below, but that's a really, really good punt if you did go there. Um, five goals in his last three games. So, again, it could be a good option. Him and Isak have been rotating quite a lot. Um, when they do play together, I think Isak goes out on the left. Um, yeah, if you're going to take a punt, Wilson could be up there as an option, but it is a punt. Isak, two goals, one assist in his last three. Um, again, them two, they are really two good players to have in your team. But dream team-wise, I think I still would be going for the big hitters. Salah, Kane, Haaland and Rashford. Kieran Tripp is the last person I'm going to mention. So they do have five games. If Newcastle were the Newcastle at the start of the season looking quite solid, I'd have no problems having Trippier in four or five fixtures. But no clean sheets in their last six no returns in his last six in the way of goals and assists. Isn't looking great. So I probably would be leaning towards moving Trippier on. 
And if it was Trippier versus Trent, although Trippier has the extra fixture, I still think I'd be going for Trent. Or if it if with Trippier, you could you could afford to move him from Trippier uh, from Trippier to Stones. So yeah, I would be moving Trippier on to be honest with you. Then Spurs, um, the same all season. Harry Kane, the Harry Kane team, um, and I feel bad because he's been absolutely incredible, even when they haven't been playing well. Um, they just have the four games, Crystal Palace at home, Villa away, Brentford at home and Leeds away. So actually pretty good games on paper. Um, but Harry Kane, 27 goals, six assists. And he's got seven goals, one assist, three star man awards in his last eight games. Uh, on YouTube, I've brought the graphic up from Dream Team on the screen. One blank in that run. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. He's had one blank and a ton of returns. So really, really, really good form from Harry Kane, even when they're not playing that well. So with these fixtures, I still would be backing Harry Kane, to be honest with you. He's been really good. That is everything for this episode. If you do have any transfer dilemmas or you want my advice with any of your transfer plans, do leave a comment below. I'll get back to you with my thoughts. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Fun Dream Team content. Good luck in May and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.